Today on the Tim Manor Podcast Show, we've got Amy Proudfoot, the founder and coach of Sober Social. What the fuck is Sober Social? Sober Social is a group, well, we're a group of wellness professionals that basically throw wellness parties to help people have fun without the need for alcohol. That's what we do. Where's it come from? Let's start off with the darkness on this. Amy Proudfoot. Ooh, what makes you think there's darkness? I fucking see it in your eyes. Because I've got <laughs> darkness within me that I see yours. Yes. So where's, why have you set Sober Social up in the first place? It's a very, very interesting question. So if we rewind five years ago, I was living in Australia. I was very much work hard, play hard, living in corporate, well, working in corporate and living in corporate. I lived and breathed it, you know? Yeah. And... What were you doing? I was in sales. It was cutthroat. It was literally back-to-back Friday, Saturday nights, you know, living for the weekend, not having much self-care, doing a lot of drinking. And I mean a lot. And the thing is, when you're working in sales, if you have a good day, you drink. If you have a bad day, you drink. That is basically the cue for every single emotion within our body. So that's exactly what I did. And, you know, for a whole year, I was living the Dolce Vita of Oz. You know, I was absolutely going in. And it got to the point where... I experienced a breakdown and even now, you know, the, the body remembers it's a trauma that is triggered Mm -hmm. and you know, it was a very difficult time, but I literally got a flight back home to the UK and I went on my healing journey and you know, I was agoraphobic for six months and for anyone that's not aware of what that is, it's when you essentially can't leave the house because you're scared of people, which is pretty weird. You know, considering now I'm obviously speaking to you and you're thinking, well, how did you get from there to where you are now? And I did it all naturally. You know, I, I just went through this healing journey where... Well, talk to me about that. Talk to me about, right, your agoraphobia, mm-hmm. right? You're in your house, scared to fuck of people yes. and the outside world. Yes. What was that step that you made to get out of that? How, how, did, you, how did you do that? Nutrition, exercise, breath. Was it one day that you just thought, I can't carry on like this, I need to... Do you know what? There was a day where it was like the straw that broke the camel's back. And it was the day where I was like, no more am I living in my shadow. I am not going to continue existing because that's all I was doing. You know, going from someone that was really high energy sales to just being scared of her own shadow overnight. It was really tough. So I read a book called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway by Susan Jeffers. Mm -hmm. Amazing book. Definitely would recommend reading it if you want to push past barriers. Anyway, in that book, she talks about the importance of exposure therapy and doing the one thing that you're scared of most in the world. Think about that one thing and just go and do it anyway because what's going to happen? You're not going to die, you know, unless it's jumping off bridge. <laughs> but, you know, essentially, it's it's all about facing your fears and, and welcoming in that uncertainty, but just trusting that on the other side of fear is fortune. And I was like, right, what am I scared of? Who was Amy Proudfoot before the sales in Australia? Who was she before that? Before that? Um, I've always been very fly-by-night, very, you know, party, party, party. Have all you? the time, my whole life. Literally from the age of 18 up until the age of 31, my life has been consisted of, of just drinking, really, and working. And I actually used to run club nights in Manchester. So as you can imagine, yeah. being someone within in that, lifestyle, that yeah. lifestyle, it was pretty hardcore. Yeah. 
But just to go back to that day where I made the crazy decision, at the time it seemed crazy, I basically booked a one-way flight to Oz, to Oz, to Italy. Because I was like, well, I can't even leave the house to go and get some milk from the shop. So I'm just gonna literally book this flight and see what happens, because I don't care anymore. I'm not living like this. And literally booked a flight to Italy. I was absolutely petrified some of the time. I medicated with alcohol to try and get me through, which was tough. You know, I was an alcoholic at some of the stage when I was there, but I met this beautiful family. They basically took me in. What were you going to Italy for? Why did you choose Italy? Well, I've got family over there. So right. I literally reunited with my long lost family that I'd never ever met, yeah. right? And they basically had been in the family for years. They lived in Italy, didn't speak any English at all. And I was like, right, I'm going to go and meet them and see what happens. So I met them, you know, in Milan. The language barrier was just hilarious. Like 80% of the Italian languages with hands anyway. So we just got by with sign language, you know, we, we didn't. But, um, oh God, my phone's going off. Sorry, just one second. Let's cancel that. Um... So yeah, they, they met me and um, I went and volunteered in the Tuscan Alps, re re renovating a 400-year-old Tuscan villa. And um, I was there for a month and through that month, I went on this healing journey. And from that point, you know, just progressed from there, became a PT, you know, I obviously got better. I became a, a yoga teacher, a meditation teacher. I went to Bali. I did a silent retreat, which was really I'm tough. Helpful. So... That was for three days. And that was just recently, actually. I came back in August last year. Mm -hmm. But for, you know, I can talk a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm very much a social creature. So for me to be cut off from all communication for three days and just have myself and the, and, my, and my meditation, essentially, it was, it was really, really tough. But at the end of it, it's like it eradica eradicated my ego completely. I just felt complete bliss. Because when you got when I got to the second day, I was like, "This is tough. This is really tough. Like I don't know how I'm going to do it." And I just surrendered. Essentially, I was like, "Well, there's nothing I can do. I might as well just, yeah, just deal with it." And just felt really happy and really content. And you know, silent retreats. Essentially, you got to be with yourself. You're only allowed to meditate. You're not allowed to journal. Look in the mirror. You're not allowed to look at other people. You're not allowed to speak no communication of any kind. It is the most intense but healing journey that I've ever been on. Some people do it for 10 days. You know, it's, it's just, it's called a Vipassana. It's really intense. But that point was where I actually thought about what I wanted. And I wanted to heal people on a bigger level, essentially. So I created Sober Social. I was like, right, I can stay in Bali, living the life, you know, drinking coconuts every day on the beach, or I can actually get my arson gear and go home and help people. At this point, I had no prospects, no job, no money, nowhere to live, nothing. This wasn't even that long ago. And I was like, I'll just make it work. So I got a flight home with the last bit of money I had, slept on my mate's blow up bed, built Sober Social from a blow up bed on my laptop. And now here we are, you know, six months later and we're popping up events all over Manchester. Could you talk about you can tell me no on this, but what was your sort of like childhood like and like mum and dad and parents and stuff like that? Um, I don't tend to talk about that to be quite honest, yeah. but my mum and dad did split up when I was 10 and my dad was a huge part of my trauma. Yeah. We didn't have a very great relationship. Yeah. 
you know, emotional abuse, et cetera, et cetera. So that probably added to the breakdown that I yeah. experienced in Australia. Yeah. But it's something I'm still working on. Me too. Mm. We all are, aren't we? We are, yeah. There's lots of childhood conditioning, you know, that we've experienced, but I feel like we've got so much out there. How do you, how do you obviously I've, I've got quite a lot of trauma from when I was little and stuff like that. And obviously, yeah. you know, I can see the darkness in you, the kind of same darkness in me. We don't have to talk about it, I'm cool, right? But I'm interested in, in finding out what, what do you do to heal that little Amy? Do you know what? Whenever I'm having one of these moments where I feel scared or unsure, yeah. I just, I know this sounds a bit weird, but I actually genuinely hug myself, right? Mm -hmm. You get the same oxytocin, the same benefits from hugging yourself than yeah. you do, that you do from another person hugging you. So I hug myself and I'm like, look, Amy, it's okay. You are safe. You are held. You know, um, and just thinking, what would that little girl need? What does she want? She wants attention. Yeah. You know, she wants to like have fun. She wants to feel free. She doesn't want these rules. She doesn't want this shouting. She doesn't want this stress within her life. So I bring that in. You know, I go ecstatic dancing every week, which is basically... You just Dance. let yourself, like, nobody cares. Don't give a fuck. Yeah, don't give a fuck. Arms and legs flailing in the air. You know, it's like dance like liberation. Like running in friends, just like that with their arms. You know, a lot of, like, the old Hacienda lot actually go to ecstatic dance. Yeah, I right. have an absolute ball. I've had tamer nights in amnesia in Ibiza. Really? It goes, honestly, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's just, and, and you're there for three hours, dance it out, you sweat, but at the end of it, you do actually have a release because the body somatically shakes up trauma and then that gets released and that's how I fill my cup. That's how I, that's how I feed my soul and I look after that in a child, yeah. you know, that just wants to play. Why did you call it sober social when it seems to be a, a bit more than that where I feel like sober social, is it for people who've been drinking? Is that what you target people who have gone through that? It does sound a little bit like alcoholic, alcohol and on Or people who've had problems with drink. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, we honestly... Because um, um, you seem to have loads of walks of lives, not anything to do yeah. with. Yeah, well, we, we make socialising inclusive to everyone. And the reason that I created it is because when I came off the booze, I didn't have anything to do with anyone anymore that I used to So did you have no with. friends or anything when you came back? Nothing. I had no friends. Apps. Honestly, I had to start from complete scratch because all my friends were very much heavily invested in, in drinking at the time. And if I drank, then the next day I wake up with crippling anxiety and then I go back to square one. So I was like, in order to break that cycle, you've got to do something different. Otherwise, you'll get what you've always got. And that's what I did. So I was just thinking of ways that I can do these fun things without alcohol. And it's like ecstatic dance, you know going to yoga, meeting people in the conscious community that do all of these nature walks and, you know, cold water dipping and all this sort of stuff. It's all fun. Why don't I just put it all together and offer it out to people that really, really need it, you know? Mainly people working in corporate, just like me, who are experiencing stress and worry and they don't actually... It's not that they don't want to do any of these things. They just don't know about it. Yeah, the knowledge, yeah. It's just the knowledge. So, you know, that's where I kind of come in and say, well, 
you know, here's a cup, have a little sip if you like it, drink it. If not, give it right back. At least you try something new. Talk to me about cacao and talk to me about, apart from the it's hot chocolate, talk to me about what it does. Ooh, cacao is yeah. powerful stuff. Honestly, um, I actually met my best friend over a cup of cacao. And, I, you know, it, what it does is it helps people connect and open up. You know how we're talking about our traumas right now? Yeah. I had a cacao this morning. I don't... I would still talk about it if I hadn't, because I'm a very open person. I believe that sharing stories heal, but the cacao's allowed me to share more. So when you drink it, it basically feels like you've got the energy of coffee, but 10 times potent, with, but without the jitters. It's not... So you can know, you drink it every day? I drink it every day, every single morning, and it opens the heart. And I think that's a scary place for some people because they don't want to appear vulnerable. But actually, there's so much strength in vulnerability. Have you ever noticed when you're speaking to someone and they share a personal story, you mm. instantly feel drawn to them? Mm. And it's because deep down, we've all got our own personal stories and vulnerabilities. Yeah. Everyone's got a, a, you know, they've experienced adversity yeah. or challenge in their life at some point, but it's just about being able to connect to that. Yeah. And through all these different little... I, um, I did a mushroom ceremony at the weekend. Fucking Alfire. Really? I'd, yeah, and I just I was left in the feet position. Vulnerable. Powerful. Just vulnerable on the floor. Like I was just still in and out of it and I could hear people laughing behind me and I thought they were laughing at me. And wow. just like I was like got to this place where I was just like, I am nothing. And I need to be on that, I need to let go. And yeah. I can't let go. I'm so scared inside. Little Tim's so scared. I don't know what he's scared of. There must be so much I just need to keep working on it and working on it and keep doing that. But the mushrooms have shown me the way. Amazing. I was yeah. going to say, what was the, even what you said at the end there where you felt that people were la laughing at yeah. you. Maybe that's even a little message to think actually, hmm. you know, there's maybe something subconsciously where you feel like people are, you know, watching what you do. But as you said, yeah. not giving a fuck. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, I honestly thought I didn't give a fuck. I honestly thought I've got, a, but I think that's just me ego saying I don't give a fuck. Mm. But really, I think I actually do. Yeah. And I need to, because when I was in it, I kept saying to myself, let it go, let it go. And then somebody told me, Tim, stop saying let it go and let go. And I was like, that. Ooh, the fuck just said that. Wow. Yeah. And I was lying down. Yeah. And I just I had to get opening my eyes, Amy. I'm like, fuck, and then I shut my eyes for a little bit, just let it take me a little bit, I had to open my eyes again. I was that scared of letting go. I was just like, what in the fuck is going on here? And once you let go... I didn't. I was in the feet position at the end because I was so disappointed in myself because I was so scared. I was petrified. But you've got a message from that. That's indented in your memory yeah, now, yeah. and it's like yeah. you'll go through that letting go process, but that's powerful. Really powerful. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, mushrooms. Yeah. You know, they can they show us things sometimes that we don't want to see, but we need to see. Yeah. And once we're aware of it, we can start making changes to change, yeah. you know, and, and, and better our lives in some way. Yeah. I know, no, no, yeah. Just like, what the fuck? Like, and I've realised in that moment that really that I'm nothing. And when I mean that, I mean, when I'm nothing, I'm open, I can be everything. 
Mm. But I built this character up from so long, from being little, from being scared, that I built this Timana thing that's in front mm. that I'm scared of letting go of that because I feel like I'm going to be... Losing your identity. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I need to do that so I can become everything. And that's yeah. what the mushrooms are showing me. And I love it. I'm scared and yeah. petrified. I'm like, it stripped me of my, all my manhood. I was just there on the feet position. Yeah. And, and do you know what? It, it, it is from social conditioning and, and from like when we are younger, you know, we're, we're told certain things yeah. like, don't touch that, don't do that. You need to be like this, you need to do that. And then we build up this identity. Yeah. Yeah. And, and when we get to the point where we actually feel like when you did the mushrooms, so vulnerable, and actually we get to see this other side of us that we don't particularly like, especially someone who's so strong. Like, you know, I, I've always acted strong yeah, my whole life. Yeah, like yeah, yourself, exactly that. very um, extrovert, you yeah, know, yeah, very, yeah. very out there. It's like, oh my God, am, am I even the same person anymore? Like what's happening? Am I going crazy? Yeah. You know, and if I do step into this softer side, am I still going to be successful? Am I still going to be, yeah. you know, respected by the people that I'm close to? Are people still going to think I'm the person that I, I you know, that I am, or are they going to think that I'm weak? It's so exactly that. Questions. It's exactly that. Mm, it's interesting. Yeah, I'm just like I'm just letting it do its thing and just letting it decipher and just kind of keep it keep going. But that message and just me able to talk. You know, there's a reason you're here. There is a reason I message you, and it's for to talk about stuff like this. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. I, honestly, I'm here. I'm here for the the inner work and to talk about the shit. You know, we've got to talk about our shit. Otherwise, it just festers and it manifests here. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you know, you have a, you know, something happens. You have some kind of realisation or, you know, breakdown or maybe, you know, it, it manifests in other ways. But with my breakdown, you know, the part and parcel of the reason that happened is because I never confronted my childhood trauma. And I was drinking to bottle it all up. You know, that's what we do to cope. We don't know how else to cope. So, you know, maybe we have unhealthy ha habits. Like we maybe eat too much or eat too less or we drink too much or, you know, we engage in too much exercise. But like these extremities yeah, that's me as well, are, I think. Yeah. yeah, basically blocking us from actually the main issue. And the only way that I've been able to tap into what that issue is and feel the pain and being like, yeah, I want to do the shit is by meditation. Because when you slow down the breath, you actually rewire your neural pathways and it actually minimizes stress. So you haven't got that chatter up here like, da -da -da, do this, do that. You silence it all out, but actually you zone into what your heart is telling you and what potentially that pain is what that trauma is and how to get rid of that yeah have you ever tried meditation i have yeah i do try um i do a lot of it in the sauna but i feel like i put myself through a lot of pain and stuff just to numb the demons and i do meditation but i'll do it in the sauna just to see if i can do half an hour of meditation in the sauna just because i know no but it's, I, I think to myself the other day about me going to gym because I go to gym a lot and I feel like sometimes I go to the gym to make myself strong so my dad can't hit my mum so I can protect her mm. and I've, I've got that in my head as well I'm like wow that's quite interesting wow yeah yeah, yeah so you feel that so there's that added responsibility yeah, so yeah, you yeah. feel that's yeah. you know, quite a burden to, to bear to carry yeah 
this yeah. is what I'm going through, like doing all this work because I've got a therapist as well, and I go to the mushrooms and then I unplug it with her, and why am I kind of doing that? And then you know, meet amazing people like you that I can talk to about it yeah. because you can talk it away. I feel I feel like I can talk to someone. They don't yeah. get it and what's it? And just what I've just said's just been talked away because they don't get it. They don't understand yeah. it. When you talk to someone who resonates with yeah, you, yeah. you create that resonance, that resonance, that connection helps us not feel yeah. alone yeah. and that we belong. And that's all we want to feel as humans is connection and that we belong. We've come, we come from tribes. We're tribal creatures. Yeah. We lived and breathed in that tribal environment. And now I feel like everyone on their entrepreneurial, you know, journeys, um, you know, like you and me, it's very lonely. It can be a lonely existence because you create this brand, this identity in your head and, you know, you have to carry that alone. But actually, the strength in numbers and yeah. when we all come together and we share our stories and we connect, that's where the beauty is. So this is sober social. This is sober social. This is, we're talking about, this is what sober mm. social has been set up for. 100% is to establish connections, but help people you know, show up as authentically them. No labels, no judgment, no nothing. You step into that room, you have literally a whole community of people smiling at you, welcoming you with a hot cup of cacao. You know, as soon as you drink that and you set some intentions, you just feel oneness. I know that sounds a little bit woo-woo, but you just don't care about what that other crap what happened at work previously that day, you know, what you've got going on later on in the evening. It doesn't matter because all that matters is the here and now and the presence and actually doing something good for yourself. Maybe that's through yoga or breath work or fitness. It could be absolutely anything, but it's just a, sp a space for people to feel just transformed essentially and and like the part of something that's what i wanted to create with sober social so take me through how does somebody get into sober social what events do you put on how, how does it work and they do they just book amy powerful for a cold water session breath work what yeah so we actually have an event coming up tomorrow so i'll run you through that yeah that's going to be awesome now it's called yin yang and the reason it's called yin yang is because we have these polar opposites, the yin and the yang. The yin is more receptive mm -hmm. and um, it's a lot softer and it basically is a little bit more creative. It's like the the, the more flowy side of us. Like the feminine energy. The feminine energy. And then yeah. you've got the yang, which is the masculine, the doer. Yeah. You know, the fire, the one that goes forth, the one that drives. So we've got the hit element, which is the yang. So I'm going to do a hit session. It's going to be 45 minutes. It's going to be pretty spicy. But then Rose, who is an incredible yoga teacher, she's going to bring everyone down with a gentle yin. And then we're going to do a little bit of breath work to bring us up ready for the after party. So with the after party, we've got DJ Earth Wizard on the, on the decks. Earth Wizard. <laughs> Earth Wizard, he is an amazing man. He's actually a barefoot wanderer. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, that's right. He's a man of the lands. He, uh, he's an ecologist, very, very quirky guy, you know, dreadlocks. He's, um, he just lives by the beat of his own drum, as we all do, you know. And oh, we all try to do. We all try to do, yeah. But sometimes we get a bit of red tape. But Yeah, I mean, I, you know, another, another one is like... A, 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 I say this to a lot of people and stuff, and it's like, like back in the day when you were at school and you used to go to the cool school disco, and a lot of people used to stand around the edge because they don't want to get on the dance floor because yeah. they're scared of making them look dicks themselves. I feel like you're creating this space where people can get on the dance floor and they don't care. <laughs> yeah, it's Do you know true. what I mean? Because you've got people that got a lot of trauma from that. They really want to dance. Yeah. 
But they don't because they're scared of judgment. They're scared of people exactly. laughing at them. And what yeah. have you created there? That was ecstatic dance. Yeah, yeah. So we do do ecstatic dance sometimes. But I mean, at, at the after party, we dance. We do a lot of barefoot dancing. We we just... Is it not the same thing? Yeah, yeah. I mean, ecstatic dance basically is like a dance where there's no talking on the dance floor, no phones, no nothing. It is like you and yourself and you're dancing to release whatever you need to release. Whereas the after party is a little more, bit more relaxed. It's just like, if you want a bit of a boogie, you can have a bit of a boogie. You know, there's no judgment. Is that your boogie, yeah? That's my boogie. Right, okay. Yeah? What's your boogie? I don't Give us know. your best boogie. It's Go not, on. No, it's definitely <laughs> not that. But I no. do feel like I want to try an ecstatic dance. Oh my goodness, come to one. Honestly, on the next Sober Social ecstatic dance i would love you to be there you would absolutely love it at first so ecstatic dance is that just a one-off event is it you do cacao first and then do that yeah so we do cacao we have a sharing circle and we'll all you know set intentions and then it's literally just dancing we'll start off with a bit of shaking just to get ourselves warmed up like shake whatever you know isn't vibing anymore just get it all out and then you know, you'll go into this rhythm and all of a sudden you're getting carried by the music and you don't know why. It's just happening. It, it's You're there purely for the love of the music and the people. You know, you can be in your own little space, but also if you catch eyes with someone and you want to have a little, you know, that's absolutely fine. That's that's how it works. I, I absolutely love ecstatic dance. It is just incredible. It's saved my life. It sounds awful, if I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> Try it, honestly. And I will try it. It's just I've got to feel the fear and like kind of do it anywhere. But the idea of doing that, I just got this picture of me in a fucking woo woo Wendy in a fucking big flowing skirt like that. Coming to my in, in a heart sanctum. <laughs> Maybe that's my boogie. Um, well, do you know what? But, but which means I need to try it because that, what I'm just saying, is absolute bullshit, ego, patheticness. No, but it's just our condition. It's non. You know it is, which is pathetic. Yeah, yeah. It's totally pathetic. Yeah. Do, do you know what? Do you know what? I feel like. Uh, you say, for instance, you didn't. You were scared of heights, and someone said to you, "Do you want to do a skydive?" Like, absolutely no, I'd hate it. You know, but someone else that had done it, they know it's amazing. They know it'd be exhilarating. It's it's kind of the same sort of concept. You know, it's just because we have this fear that we don't do something, we talk our way out of it. With the cold water this morning, every single morning, it never gets any easier. My mind's always like, no, Amy, don't do it. But our minds are programmed to keep us safe. You know, it's just chatter. Our minds actually don't know the difference between true or false, right or wrong. It's just a machine. So whatever we feed it, it basically processes. So for instance, manifestation, bit woo-woo, yeah? You could literally close your eyes and imagine a scenario and your body releases the same chemicals and energy in the body as if you're actually experiencing the event. So think about all the times in the day where you're like, oh God, I'm no good at this. Oh God, I'm, you know, I've got to do, what if this happens later on and I have a car crash? What if this, you know, all these scenarios in your head, you're creating this stress response in the body, which is why we then feel this immense amount of fear and resistance to trying new things in life and, you know, stepping out of our comfort zone because we've actually created these scenarios in our head that don't actually fucking exist. So what I would say is, you know, on the back of that, if you wanted to try and rewire your brain, 
manifestation, you know, visualization, whatever you want to call it, is powerful. You can close your eyes, imagine yourself in a sunny beach in Barbados, living the, you know, La Vida Loca, whatever it is. That was a bit of Ricky Martin there. I don't know where that came from. But if you actually envision it happening so much every single day, you know, quantum physics, whatever you want to call it, you will magnetize that into your life because you believe it will happen so much. It's the power of repetition, you know? And that's kind of what I did with my breakdown. There's no way in hell I would even imagine that I would be stood, you know, delivering a speech to 40 people in a room about my traumas. You know, it's sober social because that's what I do. But it's easy for me now because I've envisioned it so prominently in my brain that it's just, yeah, it's, it's already happened. It already went well. How bad was agoraphobia? I mean, imagine you've got someone holding a gun to your head 99% of the time. That's what it feels like when you walk outside the house. Yeah, it's pretty intense. You feel, I felt scared of my own family. I felt scared in general. My body didn't, I didn't trust being in my own body. You know, I was absolutely petrified, but after, uh, you know, it's just like when a baby's learning to walk for the first time and learning to do everything for the first time. That was me. I went back to an infant and I basically had to learn how to catch the train for the first time, you know, drive a car, go to the shop, do everything for the first time and keep doing it, even though I felt so scared. Just keep doing it until I didn't feel scared anymore. I didn't care. I was at breaking point. I didn't care what happened to me. I just carried on and carried on and carried on. Booked that flight to Italy, carried on. Keep traveling. Doesn't matter if you're scared, carry on. Just keep doing these things. And eventually your body will trust you enough that it's safe to be this person that you want to be. So I, any advice I'd give to your listeners is if you are scared of something that's standing in the way and you want to, uh, you know, move towards a certain goal, you want to be this future version of yourself, don't let fear stand in the way. Just keep chipping away. Keep going at it and doing the things that you're scared of until you actually end up becoming that person. You know, visualise what that looks like. Go do it. Do people come to you for one-to-ones and chats and stuff like that? I'm a wellness coach as well. Right. Yeah. A bit, bit of a jack of all trades by the, by the sounds of things, but I know I'm a I'm a wellness coach. So I do one-to-one wellness coaching and helping people unlock their human potential. So that's through breath work, you know, fitness, meditation, NLP coaching. So that's the Amy Proudfoot side of the that's brand. That's my yeah. yeah. So that's my personal brand. That's my wellness coaching. Hmm. And then the other side is me founder of Sober Social, which is kind of they're kind of interlinked, but that's my bag. That's what I do. Yeah. What do you love doing the most? I think mm, I get a different I get a different satisfaction from from both ends. So with my personal brand, when I'm helping people on a one to one basis, I actually get to to personally dive into every area of their life 
and find out what's holding them back and then we can move past it together and I get to see every single week the transformations that occur and that's beautiful that really really touches me whereas when I'm at a big event I'm aware of the change that I'm making on on a wider level you know yeah. it's more like I'm I'm trying to revolutionize drinking culture within Manchester it's like I recognize that but because I don't get to chat to people personally about their experience as much it's it's like I'm aware that the change that I'm making is great, but um, have you got a story that really touched you that you can talk about? Like one of one of the people that you've helped that kind of resonated with you to kind of go, I'm just going to keep going on doing this because it's like we're so social. Either one. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to find a story that's not going to be too confronting to anyone that listens to it. It's their story, and they're like, "Why have we just done that?" I'm just trying to think. So there was a girl actually that I coached one-to-one and she had crippling anxiety and she had a, a, a musculoskeletal condition essentially. And, you know, she found it very difficult to lift weights and she just was petrified in general to be in the gym. You know, she's a lovely, lovely girl. And, you know, we, we did this one-to-one coaching together we worked really closely together. She realized actually exercise was helping her as opposed to hindering her. And the, the doctors didn't really go into that a great deal. And literally on the other side of that 12 weeks, she was honestly just shining. She subsided her anxiety. She felt super confident. She went for all of these acting jobs that she never believed that she'd be able to do. And she got it, she got the part. You know, she just felt so happy. She was just like, she had this little sass about her, like I was loving it. She'd walk in the gym and she'd just get all of the weights ready, you know, by week 10. She's like, right, come on, Amy, chop, chop. Like, what are you doing? Like, I'm ready to go. Are you doing the same thing with everyone or are you doing what works for them? Are you doing cold water with everybody? Are you doing breath work with everybody? What's your... Honestly, it's a total... It depends. Really bespoke. So individual. Some people don't want to do cold water. It's like, no, that's crazy. I'm not doing that. And it's like, look, I will help you try and push past the, this fear. But if you don't want to do it, if it's not vibing, let's leave it there. Let's focus on something else that is going to help. But I find out what the pain points are. And based on the pain points, I then prescribe, you know, the the, the formula that might help them push past those How do you find out somebody's pain points? Just from talking to them? Because you've got to spend a lot of time yeah. and a lot of trust, haven't you, before? Yeah. 90-minute deep dive asking questions just asking the right questions you know what what is it that you know what is it that drew you to me today what is it what is it usually that people draw why why did it get drawn to you do you know what the re, the, re, the so the the underlying fear is never the reason why they actually came to me in the first place so it's always different so they're like oh i just want to i just want more energy i just feel a little bit demotivated but actually if you do a little bit of a deep dive this is a completely random example what we find out is that you know maybe someone's partner isn't being very supportive and their their home life is very you know futile and you know, they, they they feel like they're overeating quite a lot to try and cover up that pain, that, that lack of love. And actually what that's causing is lethargy in the morning. So it's just about helping people gain back their independence and helping them, you know, push forwards into a new version of themselves, essentially. So it's just about questioning and, and getting down to the root of the problem. It's never as simple as just, I want to lose weight or, you know, I've got no energy. It's so deep, you know, it's so individual to everybody. 
Yeah, and that's what doctors aren't doing, are they? Somebody goes in with a thing and they just kind of give you the top level mm. eight minute thing and they're not really... Here's a microwavable uh, prescription, there you yeah, go, yeah. done. Let's numb the pain. <laughs> I don't want to, I want to be careful with what I say. But yeah, yeah, no, no, it's fine, but um, I, 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 I kind of totally get that. Um, I didn't believe you, I can't believe you did all these things. Mm, yeah, yeah. I mean, have you um, done anything, have you dived into anything like this yourself? Um, I've done kind of most things like cambo, mushrooms, not done the cacao, uh, meditation. I'm qualified aromatherapist, reflexologist. Wow. Yeah, I don't really tell many people. Um, I've just been really into holistic therapies and stuff for a very, very long time. Yeah. Um, do yoga, just do all sorts. So out of everything that you've ever but it's tried just work. so far. It's just work, but the mushrooms is like... It's the different work mm. that I'm doing. The yoga and all this just kind of subsides to me, demons. Yeah. Where that mushrooms, I'm just like, I can't escape my bullshit. We can't I'm escape like, our shit. No, we've got to look at it. It's there to be looked at. And it's like, at first, it's so painful, right? It's never easy. Like, I've been through so many breakdowns and, mm. you know, rising from the ashes. And every time, it's never easy. But it is the most healing. And through that, you transform into this person that has a lot more compassion for themselves. I think, you know, personally for me, that's that's how it's been, is is literally us being too hard on ourselves sometimes and not feeling we're enough. And it all totally stems down to childhood. You know, if you've had um, experienced, you know, challenge within your childhood and, you know, you were constantly told by your parents that you're not doing well, for instance, it's, this is a random example at school, you know, you need to do better. Mm. Or, you know, why aren't you doing this, you know, you, you're being too loud, you're doing this, you're doing this, you, you don't feel enough for them. So we, you know, try and make up for it in other ways. And like, I've been a, um, you know, I've experienced this within my entrepreneurship, essentially me overworking to try and prove something, but actually yeah. that's just trying to heal the, yeah, yeah. the, the, the parent wound. Yeah, that's what I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah overwork. It's like, who are you overworking for? Yeah, yeah. I feel for me, when I went to Bali, actually what I discovered is all I want as a human is peace, yeah. Peace and just lo love without sounding too woo woo. But isn't that what we all really want deep down? Is like peace. You just like yeah. I th I th I'd say so. I think you know. I try and chase happiness for a long time, but that's bullshit. Um, and I just want peace of mind now. That's why I'm mm. doing this work. I just like to be at peace with some of my thought. I'm just like, I just don't want things to bother me. I want if my dog died, I want to be all right with it. Yeah. I want to kind of go, we've had a beautiful time, mate. I don't want to feel that loss because I know what that loss, where that loss has come from. It comes from little Tim being, I'm just like, I don't want to be like that anymore. I want this beautiful peace about me where I'm cool with it. Yeah, yeah. And, and do you know what? I used to literally feel like whenever something bad happened in my life, oh, why is it always happening to me? This is just hmm. fucking annoying, blah, blah, blah. You know, but... If we look at every misfortune as a fortune, and just hear me out, because that sounds a bit weird, yeah. um, and either a lesson or a blessing, then we can understand how life works. So for instance, say if you went for a job and you didn't get the job, you'd be like, oh, didn't get the job and you feel down on yourself. But what if you weren't meant for that job? What if you're actually meant for something a lot greater? Mm. Because the reality is that's not the end. You will get another job. 
you know, or you might end up in a different scenario that actually serves you better, or there's a lesson that you need to learn that will actually grow you into the person that you're meant to be. You know, if you see everything that happens to you adversity-wise in your life as a blessing or a lesson, something to be learned, or, you know, there's a reason why I'm getting protected from this, because, you know, in that you can find the beauty. Because I feel like there is some kind of, something out there that is looking out for us, essentially. You know? Yeah, they came to me in my mushrooms, but I won't let it take me. Them, I'm saying. That who's that? I don't know. Guides or something came to me in my mm. mushroom ceremony, wanting to take me and show me, but I wouldn't let them, and I just kept opening my eyes. I wonder what that that's about. That's interesting. I mean, definitely want to speak about your therapist with. I would say. But I'm just going to do the mushrooms again, and I'm just going to yeah. I'm going to keep doing it, and I'm going to keep letting go where I can let go and let them take me and show me what they want to show me they want to show me something yeah. but I'm not allowed to do maybe it's something great it might it be probably li- will be yeah it's them maybe showing you this version of yourself yeah. that could be but well, scared the possibilities are and I mean nothing tell me your um, experience with mushrooms hallucinogenics mm. so I <laughs> I mean, you know, I, the first time I did mushrooms, I was in a, a, I was in Thailand in Koh Phangan, and it wasn't ceremonial in any sense. Yeah. And you know, I didn't really get any sort of messages through at that time. I didn't really care. But the first proper time that I did mushrooms it, with this new version of me, I just felt just complete acceptance for who I was without any labels or anything. Just like pure love and pure acceptance and just like a renewed sense of of myself it was just like someone pressed the reset button on life and I woke up the next day and I was like wow I don't care about that anymore that's gotta go you just literally are like let's cut the bullshit on life and let's create this version of me that is like so much happier so much you know more comfortable in her own skin yeah Um, and yeah that's that's pretty much it but I microdosed for about two months so you talk know, me through that because I don't understand that I know people say microdose but what does that mean you're taking little amounts every single day what yeah like 0.01 or 0.02 of a gram it doesn't make you hallucinate but what it does is it slightly alters your brain chemistry and it's actually proven to be in you know an antidepressant essentially you know but the mushroom it's a plant so it's a natural form and you don't trip out or anything like that. You know, this, because it, it is a psychedelic, don't get me wrong, but you don't experience that. You just experience like this little bump of like, like someone's turned on a light switch in your head. Have you ever watched Limitless with Bradley Cooper? Not as extreme yeah, as that, yeah, yeah, but yeah. on the same sort of wavelength when he takes that first pill and he's like, whoa, okay. I can see clearly. Yeah, I can see. I've, I've got clarity and I'm not... Um, you know, everyone, I would say, do your own research. Yeah. But th- this is just my personal experience. Yeah, we're not with, condoning it. Just with, anybody. Yeah, not condoning it. This is just my personal experience, you know, with, with, with microdosing. And it was great. So you've done microdosing and you've done macrodosing? You've done I've, a- I've done one macrodose yeah. in my life in a ceremonial setting. But yeah, it was great. <laughs> and the, the, the cacao... Ceremony, basically opening up your heart. Mm. So this, the cacao isn't a drug or anything like that. It's just purest form of chocolate from the Amazon. Well, it's a Peruvian superfood. And 
Um, it's it's you know hundred percent. It's it's the business, and what you do is you melt it down with a little bit of water. Um, you know, put some sweetener in it, maybe honey or algarve syrup, a bit of cinnamon as well for flavour. And then, uh, you know, it's just like this really beautiful, rich drink that is like hot chocolate, essentially. But, you know, it does so many different other things. Like, it, you know, improves your cardiovascular system, helps with the blood flow, you know, alleviates anxiety, depression. You know, it helps us tap into the heart space and what it is that's going on in here so we can help maybe release some trauma from the body or we can at least work with it you know it's just incredible i mean you can have different doses every day i'll have maybe 15 to 20 doses that's not really a ceremonial dose it's probably just going to give you a little bit of a and a you know an elevated state because yeah, that's what i was running because it's like microdose and then you come to macrodose so you're still going to get the same feeling and i feel like if you're doing these small bits your body's getting used to it where you're not getting the full effect when you do a full macro mm. ceremony are you still going to get the same full benefits where when you have that macro it just like shot to your system like oh no the, the so the macro you'll have 50 grams and you'll do it in a you know you would typically do it in a ceremonial setting um, you lied on the floor or you sat up, what lie, are you? You, you? you might lie on the floor, you might sit up, it's however you feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. And, you you know, you would lie there and either meditate and you'd, you'd then all of a sudden start to feel little tingles in the body, you know, you might feel a little bit, you know, you just, you've got this energy surge, like it's just energy moving through the body. But then when you meditate, because you're able to gain this deeper sense of consciousness of who you are, you're then able to get little messages that come through. So set that intention. When I did the mushrooms, who were those men? What did they want? What were they trying to show me? Maybe try it. Maybe try it. What have you been shown? Have you got guides? Have you been shown things or do you not talk about it because you don't want to talk it away i how secretive i do you keep stuff to yourself do or do you overshare i'm an oversharer are you a massive massive oversharer so i honestly speak to well when you say if you've ever heard of people saying oh the universe gives me this the universe gives us that actually the universe is you know is us it's basically what it is that we want and we're just tapping into that higher state of consciousness right Mm -hmm. and i do it every single day you know i'll sit i'll meditate i'll say what is it that i want because we've got two brains right we've got this this brain up here and then we've got our gut gut microbiome yeah yeah, yeah, and they say it's actually probably more potent than our our actual brain what's going on in here which is why when you do cambo for instance yeah you know, all of a sudden you have this clarity because you're purging away that those toxins. But I ask my intuition and I'm like, what should I do? If you ask yourself a question and you really feel and you get that sinking feeling in your stomach, you know that pit at the, at the bottom of your stomach, that's a no. And then if you feel good about it, if you get a wave of like, you know, positive feeling, that's a yes, that's a hell yes. So always listen to your intuition if you're never sure on anything and it will give you the answer. Give me your meditation practice. So you, you, what, what do you do? You, you sit there. Have you got a meditation station? You've got stuff in front of you. Meditation you station, like that. <laughs> are, are you lying on the floor? So, are you sat up? What's your... I would start off by doing some Wim Hof breath, 30 rounds. Before meditation? Before meditation. So it depends if we've got time. Like for the last three days, I've literally just done my Wim Hof breath and I've got out the door and I've run these cold water 
therapy community sessions at Chilton Water Park at Sale Water Park. But typically, if I've got an Amy day, I will sit, I'll do the Wim Hof, I'll then move on to half an hour of meditation and I'll move up the chakras, right? So we have different chakras within our body. Mm-hmm. We have red, the root, the base, which is our security. Because when we feel grounded and rooted, then we feel safe, yeah? So that's the, the red. I'll then move into the orange, which is the sacrum. And that's like our center of confidence. You know, that's kind of where we have that fight or flight where we, you know, we, if we wanted to go into the cold water, we'd just do it because we're listening to our gut. It's like, yeah, go for it. And I, I'll, I'll breathe into that area. Then we'll go to the solar plexus, the yellow, which is, you know, your... It's almost like this is the confidence center actually as opposed to the sacrum, but it's, am I enough? You know, and, and just telling yourself, I am enough when you're breathing into that area. The heart space, giving and receiving love. You've got the throat chakra, speaking your truth, you know, being creative. You know, that this is the center of, of you using your voice to its full potential. You then have the third eye, which is your intuition. And that's the, the violet. And then you have the crown chakra, which is your highest level of consciousness, which is, you know, your white light. You're connected to every single human being. So when you move up the chakras, you're able to balance them and you're able to feel centered and that's what I do every single day for half an hour. I'll then do a little bit of Kundalini. So actually... What's that, fire breath? It what? is. Right. It is. Yeah. Now, do you know what? Tony Robbins is a very clever guy. Mm-hmm. And he's actually rewrapped Kundalini in his practice. Yeah. So if you've ever watched one of his seminars where he's going... Yeah, yeah. That's Kundalini, you yeah. know? And he, he doesn't say, all oh, right, we're going to do Kundalini. But what he does say is, we're going to change your state. We're going to change your frequency. Yeah. And it helps people unlock their potential. So I do a lot of that. And that helps me operate at my finest every single day. I'll jump in the cold shower. I'll go about my day. I maybe exercise. I maybe do yoga. All depends. But I'll always ask myself, what do I need today? It's not the same script every single time. Otherwise, we're just a hamster on a hamster reel. We've got to ask ourselves what we need. And then from that, you can, yeah, pick a mix. You move up and down the chakras, concentrating on each one. Concentrating on each one, starting from the root. And then focusing on the breath, moving through each chakra to the crown and imagine that white light literally rushing over your body. When you get to the crown, you'll feel this complete sense of equilibrium where nothing exists in this world apart from you if you really do listen. And do you know what? Paying attention and meditating for that long, it ain't easy. My mind is going a million times a second, but it's just about, you know, if the mind diverts to something else, acknowledging it and going back to the breath it's fine you're thinking about other things the brain's designed to do that it's just about really tapping into the breath and just being present easier said than done it's fucking real easier said than done you know what I would I would probably recommend if you're starting off with meditation start with five minutes see how you feel well I've been doing ten but I've been um, counting back from a hundred to to one nice yeah yeah and I've been kind of like doing that and focusing on it just that one thing like that. And just how, how do, do you feel day. when you do meditation? I feel good, but I also, like, my head's like, motherfucker, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, does that to me too, to be honest, but... I just keep need to keep doing it. I'm just going to keep doing it. I've just got no choice. I'm just yeah. going to keep doing it. I'm just going to keep doing the mushrooms. I'm just going to keep doing breath. I'm keep doing cold water. I'm just going to keep doing it all. 
keep keep going until you, you find what you need to find. You know, the healing journey never ends. My healing journey peace. is Peace. That's all I want is peace. Peace. I don't want anything else but peace of mind. Yeah. That's all I want. Yeah. It's what, it's what we all want deep down, I think. But we're, we're so busy getting busy making a living mm. that we actually lose touch with what it our true essence is. And yeah. that is peace, essentially. You know? Yeah, I was doing a lot of doing and not being enough being. Yes, so the yin yang. and the yang. So I'm starting being more now. The yin and the yang. That's yeah. we, we we are. You know. We, let we, me tell. Let me tell you the best experience from mushrooms. Go on. All right, so I'm lying on my back, off my back, um, and then there was a, like a, a tribal section of the ceremony, and the girls who were doing it, it's three of them. They're fucking amazing. Um, they're on the drums, the shamanic drums. It's just like boom. Drums are like, so powerful. Fuck me, where's this taking me, man? Yeah. And it's just like getting deeper and deeper. I'm just like, fuck it. I feel like I'm at home here. And then all of a sudden, my eyes split like that. What? I could see myself at the bottom, and then at the top, there were 10 like tribesmen looking at me, all bouncing wow. like that. Were they the me. men? I was like, I'd like I tapped into their ceremony, and they tapped into mine. And they were all just like that, bouncing at me like that. Oh, I fucking, this is sick Taking me fuck. on a journey here, Tim. I'm it's really getting sick. into it. I know, it's a beautiful, wow. beautiful tribal ancestral like moment that I was just like, wow. I'm like, love this. So, were they the men that wanted no. to show you something? No. No. And who, who were the men? Were they. they in I feel suits? like they were, were my they? guides. I feel like they were guys, but I don't think they were all masculine. I feel like there were, there were feminine energy there. I feel like the mm. person told me, stop saying, let it go and let go um, was feminine energy. Yeah. You you know, we all, we actually all have, I mean, it's very subjective. It depends what you're into, but I believe, this is my personal opinion, that we all have angels and guides that are looking out for us. It, it was something like that that came yeah. down to me. Yeah. It, yeah. No question. Right. I'm cool with it, but I just won't let them take me. See what but I will do. Go. But I will do. Yeah. At some point. Excited. Yeah, really excited. Mm. I'm mean, just excited about life. Is. I love life. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. like you know something happened. The eleven eleven happened. I'm just like I need to message Amy. You just came on my thing. There was no reason for it. It was weird. And then when Betty rang me before it was eleven eleven on the dot set. Amy's here. Very weird, isn't it? Yeah, because I've screen I've screenshotted and everything. And there was there were just weird things happened for you to come here. Yeah. It's all meant to be. Yeah. Yeah. The, the mushroom things, just um, love it. Divine timing. It. But I just, I need to unpack it and I need to have people around me on the same frequency as me. Because same I'm, 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 yeah, yeah, well, I'm, I'm telling yeah. other people about it who don't kind of get it. You're just like, I'm talking it away. I don't want to talk it away. I feel it, like as well. To, it's precious to me, this, this, these moments that I'm having. What you've experienced is so unique to you. And when something like that happens, it's almost like, do I forget it? I can't forget it. Yeah. Like, what an experience. You, you have to, so you want to search more, right? You want to de delve deeper, you want to unpack it. Yeah. And the only way that I've been able to do that when I've experienced these complete shifts is by finding a conscious community. Mm. Do you know what? Some of the best people in my life that I've ever, ever met, you know, have been in the conscious community. Absolute legendary folk. Mm. Like, I... I'm so grateful for them because without them, I'd just be on my own with my story, yeah. trying to work it out myself in my own head. And that's not fun for anyone. You know, it's all about sharing, sharing community, 
unpacking. Let's but how on. much do you share? From your point of view, how much do you share? Should you not keep something to yourself? Should you not keep a little piece that's kind of yours? Because there's experiences in life that have been beautiful. And then I don't really, I feel like I want that for myself. I don't want to share that with anybody. Because mm. no matter what, I, now I don't know this because I'm scared, that no matter what happens, they can't ever take that away from me. Mm. Do you know now what? I don't know if that's from a, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Uh, no, I completely agree. Some pe- Everyone's different. Some people want to keep stuff to themselves and that's okay. Yeah. And like others want to overshare like myself, you know, I, and it's just because I've found a lot of peace in oversharing because I get to sh- get other people's point of view and it's almost like I'm releasing any thoughts that are going around in my mind and I can almost um, understand my story better. But yeah, I believe keep some things to yourself and I always have different friends for different purposes. So I have... Rose, my friend, who I talk to you about, you know, sort of feminine stuff and, and you know, because she's a yoga teacher, I get to talk about, you know, my my emotion, my deep emotions a lot more. And then I have other friends that are like, you know, the, the, the high energy friends that when I'm feeling a little bit low, I can speak to them, they can bring me up. Or I have friends that are very, very wise and they've done their, their you know, yeah, the very sage, long... The sages of these the worlds. The sages of yeah, these yeah. worlds who I can come to with advice. Yeah. You know... I love talking to them. Yeah, you don't have to have a one size fits all. Yeah. You know, get different people for different things because... You know, one person that you speak to about one particular thing will give you a different opinion from another person. So you'll get a different opinion from another person. So if you ever got an issue, think, okay, who is an expert in this topic? And go and speak to them about it, if you're unsure, I would say. So if somebody wants to get in touch with you, book your services, how do they find you? So if they go on Instagram, Amy Proudfoot. P-R-O-U-D-F-O-O-T underscore. You will find me there. Send me a little DM and I'll get back to you straight away. If you want to join the Sober Social community, you know, if you feel like you, you, you may be sober curious, soberish or sober, reach out to us. Our socials are inclusive to everyone. You can find us at Sober Social UK on Instagram. But yeah, we're a friendly bunch. Get involved. A friendly bunch. We're a friendly bunch. Yeah, get involved. Come join in the fun. What's sober curious, if you don't mind me asking? It's when you drink, but you are a little bit curious about what it would be like to socialise without a drink, essentially. Right, it's like, okay. how would that look? Like, that's weird. You know, some when I, honestly, when I was in corporate and I used to say... No, I'm, I don't think I'm going to come out tonight. I'm, and they're like, oh, what are you doing? I'm just going to stay in. Why? Or, yeah, I'll come out, but I'm not drinking. Why? It's like, well, why not? You know? Like, say, for instance, you went to the shop and you had the difference between a ham or a cheese butty and you picked a ham butty. You wouldn't have someone behind you saying, why have you chose ham? You know, why, why not cheese? That's weird. It's like, well, because that's my personal preference. I want ham. <laughs> I want a ham sandwich. Is that okay? You know, it's just so alien for anyone now, I think, in, in this society, because everything's so centralised around alcohol, to even imagine a different reality. Do you know what I mean? And, you know, you drink, you wake up, you feel like shit, you do the same thing again the next week. But what if that was different? What if you found a community of people that really uplifted each other and, you know, you're able to do something good for yourself, but you had a shitload of fun at the same time. What if that was in existence? Give it a try. 
It is in existence. Super social. Super social. Yeah. I knew I was going to be impressed, but I'm really impressed as a, you as a human being. Oh, wow. Thank you. Yeah, I'm yeah. impressed with you too. Yeah, I just, I, I just <laughs> didn't realise how, how the depth of you. Mm. You don't you never can really, can you? Because obviously social media yeah. is such a, a certain way that, you know, once you start talking, like, I'm like, wow, it really resonates with this. It's, um, I can imagine how many people you help. Yeah. Because it's not just, it's like we're getting to the core here. It's like, people say they're vulnerable, but listen, you don't know what vulnerable is until you've been in fetal position, just like, yeah. oh my God. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's, can you imagine the people you're helping? Yeah. It, Are you it, proud of yourself? I am. I feel like I'm so. Or have you got a bit of an imposter syndrome? Like, <laughs> oh my god! So many times I've had imposter syndrome, saying I'm not good enough. You yeah. know, I I have the same. But even every coach needs a coach. I've got two coaches. I have a therapist yeah. that I go to once a month, Amazing. and I also have a coach. I'm not just like this absolute. You yeah. know. I've got it all figured out. I've not got it all figured out. Oh my gosh! I have yeah. I have wobbles. Sometimes I cry. Yeah. Sometimes I freak out. Sometimes I get in my car and scream as loud as I can. Yeah. We are primal creatures. You know when you, um, if you watch a, you know, a, a wildlife show, whatever, David Attenborough, and two animals come into confrontation and they have an argument, you know, ducks, they ru- ruffle their feathers or animals, they shake. As human beings, we don't do that. We're just walking around in suits with briefcases and we're being all, you know, contained about it. No wonder we, we feel, you know like stressed inside it's all about releasing getting back to those primal roots you know i do a lot that's of shaking exactly every day I felt. They're all shaking at me out. like that that's yes. exactly that moment they're all fucking bouncing at me like that like, <laughs> come and fucking join me yes. i'm just like wow this is sick <laughs> amy thank yeah. you so much mate for your time oh it's been a pleasure honestly thank I appreciate you for it. Just... Right, yeah. goodbye everybody bye <laughs>